0: Ladies and gentlemen welcome welcome back to the take for take podcast it is friday september 23rd fellas how we doing trent gage
1: austin gage what is up excited to be here and preview an amazing slate of college football and we'll touch on nfl
2: as well of course but pretty pumped yeah hey fellas trent thanks for acknowledging me this week i really appreciate you um Nice to be back. Yeah, like you said, ready for an absolute electric week four of college football. So we can't wait to get get into it.
0: Yeah, they made us wait a month, but um, we've been kind of waiting for this day for a while. So finally, glad that this is weekend Saturday? is here. Yeah, no shit, right? Yes. Um. Yeah. NFL slate's kind of underwhelming. We'll run through those games pretty quickly. Um. I know I don't have any NFL plays yet. But we'll still touch on a couple headlines, go through some things, and then uh, we'll dive into these college matchups, which I am extremely excited for. But let's waste no time. Let's waste no time. Um, We're recording this about an hour and a half before the Niners and Giants kick off, so we're not going to have much, actually not really anything on there. I think we're all kind of assuming the Niners will roll, so hopefully that kind of goes the way we anticipated. But Trent, I'm going to open the floor to you, my friend. I know we literally just talked about how... We weren't going to do it nick chubb one of the more gruesome leg injuries that i've seen recently thoughts comments the floor is yours my friend
1: yeah i mean i guess you know what i could start with is i've, I've had a busy afternoon and i went up went and just picked up a u-haul cup truck uh, to take care of some um, building a fence in the back of my house. And uh, the guy had a Browns hat on, and we kind of just bonded over the Nick Chubb injury for about 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> it was like 45 minutes ago. So it's affecting all of us, let's just say that. Um, but, you know, in, in all reality, like, Nick Chubb's a great person. He's a great player. Um, he looks better than ever somehow his age, or it is like, 60s in the NFL, so it just, it, it sucks, um, and it's the same knee that he basically tore everything up in college, so it, it's, he's getting up to the age when running backs kind of fall off, so I think that's the, that's the really sad part, is, is the kind of the reality that sets in, where it's like, you might not see him again. And if you do, it's not going to be Nick Chubb. So, it sucks, man. It's just another example of, of you know, how cruel the running back position can be in the NFL. So, I don't know. Those are my thoughts on it. Obviously, I'm depressed about it. Thank you for tossing it to me. I know you guys love my uh, hear my thoughts when I'm when I'm down in the dumps. So, I appreciate it, boss.
0: I love Nick Chubb. I mean, I'm not a Browns fan in the slightest. I'm not going to act like I am, but I love Nick Chubb and um grace my fiance is obviously a diehard browns fan too so we're sitting there we had the split screen on with the saints and the uh, browns and saints were driving so were the browns and we saw we didn't see the chubb hit but we saw them like grimacing and then they show they whatever i mean buck and troy we were talking about how bad it was Blah 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 30 seconds later you see it on twitter and she got up and went straight to bed without saying a single word. So, I, f- I feel I feel for Browns fans, man. I feel for you. Yeah,
2: <clears throat> tough scene. Um, holy shit! Cut that out. I was just about to say something smart, but I totally just forgot what I was about to say.
0: <laughs> okay,
2: uh, leave that in.
0: Yeah, I mean injuries. I mean it's not even just the, obviously we feel for the Browns and Chubb and everything, but the, um. There, I mean, there's been a bunch of injuries in this just this past week in the NFL, man. We'll get to those here in a second, but um, the reporter, I forget who it was, they asked um, Stefanski, like, right after the game, they're like, so what's the likelihood or something along the lines of, like, what is the likelihood of Chubb playing or, like, is he done for the year? And the stupidest fucking question that you could ask a coach, like, is he done for the year? And he obviously was like, yeah, like,
2: yeah. <laughs> He's
1: like, done. His, like his knee didn't turn into fucking jello you know, mashed potatoes on like live TV. It like, was what, such what, a, do you, what do you want
0: him to say? I fucking hate like I hate reporters sometimes, dude. They're so fucking stupid. But um, yeah, tough scene for Cleveland. Tough scene for the Browns. Um, obviously ended up losing that game. Um, hindsight's twenty twenty, you know. If I, it's, if they ended up scoring on the drive, he got hurt, but obviously could have helped them late game, but. Carolina Panthers may be without Bryce Young this weekend. Um, Missed his second straight practice on Thursday. He tweaked his ankle Monday night. Um, It's looking like Andy Dalton's going to get the start. Um, Trayvon Diggs. Gage, I didn't even know about this. You just brought that to my attention. Uh, Tore his ACL. He is done for the year. That
2: sucks. Go ahead, Gage. That sucks. Yeah, I don't have much on it. It's just just brutal to see all these big-name players going down so early in the year. Um, I can't remember what episode it was, but I was talking about how on top of the world sports are in in today's day and age. And, I mean, these people work their whole lives to get to where they're at, to have one misfortunate thing go go the wrong way, and they're out for a while. But, yeah, that's all I got at this time for the injuries and and whatnot, but it's... It's brutal, man. You, you feel bad for these players and these families and, and the the fan bases out there, but
0: yeah. And at then least in, go ahead.
1: I was gonna say at least in Trayvon Diggs' case, he just signed like a ninety-seven million dollar contract. Right. It's like you think about like J.K. Dobbins, who <laughs> was trying to hold out, and then of course happened to him. So
0: second drive of the year. It's really the
1: running backs that I feel for, man. Because yeah. Someone like J.K., who who is just so talented, and, and he should have been a top five running back in the NFL, for, you know, six, seven, eight years of his career, and now it's just after two brutal injuries, like, he's not even going to get a second contract. It's just like, damn. I, I don't know how I would feel if I was in his, his position, just mentally. I don't know how I would be able to deal with that, that type of disappointment, so...
0: I mean, it makes you admire. I don't an injury, so. it, yeah, I mean, it makes you admire, like, or not admire, but appreciate how, like, how long some of these, specifically running backs, do play. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, a guy like Joe Mixon, say what you want, but like he he's on the field a lot. Um, Jonathan Taylor, obviously, before this whole incident, this off on the field a lot. Nick Chubb, before like, every, like, Christian McCaffrey, perfect example. Like, these guys that are just electric at their position and that can they they can stay healthy it makes you really appreciate and how tough of a game it is not that any of us know that but it's like yeah
1: it's just one hit though like it doesn't matter how much preparation how much work you put in how much how much you put in in the weight room how much you take care of your body if your legs planted and you have weight on top of you and the fucking safety comes in low on your knee matter how much work you did it's it's all for nothing So. It's a cruel sport. Um, got some things I want to say about Minka Fitzpatrick that myself. But,
0: yeah. You think you think it was intentional?
2: It looked like it. it.
0: It the the video definitely does not help his case. I mean, he came yeah. out and said he's uh, not a dirty player. You know, I went, I was just going low to make a tackle. It's not my fault that he was wrapped up up top. You think it was intentional, yeah. Trent? I'm,
1: I'm I'm not going to comment on it, but fair. Watch the tape. You, you, there's a lot <laughs> of
0: different angles that you can see. And... Yeah, I, it's. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to try to sway you in any way, but it is what it is. Um, another running, more running back news. Cam Akers gets traded from the LA Rams to the Vikings. A move that I didn't really see the purpose of. I guess. Um, yeah, Madison's struggling, but that offense as a whole kind of, as a run as a run game as a whole is kind of struggling. The O-line the o isn't great, so I didn't really understand that move, but I also don't hate yeah. that move. I don't know how I feel.
1: Cam makers pulled up on my girl in high school, so anti-Cam Akers. Wait a second, what? <laughs> yeah, wait, run that back. <laughs> what? <laughs> He, uh, let's just say he, he sent it. They're at a, uh, some type of camp, and he sent his his hotel room number to her. She said no. <laughs> um, that's how I knew she was the one, but.
0: <laughs> Trent's got beef with anyway, Cam Akers. I, uh, <laughs> I
1: think, uh, I think, uh, Kevin O'Connell. He's worked with Cam Akers in the past with the Rams, so I think that's that was kind of the driving force behind the trade there. But it doesn't move me. Like, Cam Akers isn't very good.
0: Yeah, so, it didn't I'm really make much sense.
1: About it.
0: Yeah. Kind of a weird move. That's the most random shit I've ever heard in my life, that Cam Akers yeah, try yeah. to swipe your girl. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: won, though. I'm, I'm telling you what, I'm not going 22 carries for 29 yards. I'm getting, I'm getting at least 80. I'm getting twenty two carries.
0: You just like claim yeah. to be this fucking amazing athlete, dude. It's it's unreal. Twenty
1: two carries, twenty nine yards on twenty two carries. Like Seahawks.
0: You think uh who who was it that proposed the debate? What that it was me, I think. What?
2: About if you like had like ten carries in the NFL, if you could gain one yard or something like
0: that. Yeah. If if you played if you had one game in the NFL, you think you could gain a um, yard would be gained. You you think you could gain more than a yard? Oh
1: yeah. Did you see the stat with DeAndre Swift, where he's like averaging like four yards per carry before contact in that Minnesota uh, it's game? He's got the
0: best offensive line in the NFL. I,
1: I'm I'm averaging three three a pop. like on the
0: before Eagles. you get touched.
2: Get the fuck out of here! You peaked in high school. <laughs> man, down off that, uh,
0: man made one diving oh, play in left field, saying, and now he's fucking Barry Sand or uh, oh, Bo Jackson. Oh, oh. <laughs> he gets one home run on carries. one home run under his belt, and he's the greatest athlete of all time.
1: That was smoke, though. That was like one fifteen off the bat.
0: We need to play softball again, dude. I'm missing it.
1: I know every Monday rolls around.
0: Monday, kind of Monday nights aren't the same, man. We need that lineup set Not. in the group text again. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's let's pivot to the to these games, man. Let's run through this NFL slate, talk about some of these matchups, so that way we can dive into these um, college games on Saturday. Trent, let's uh, let's let's keep it close to home. Let's start in Cleveland. Tennessee Titans, fresh off a win against the Chargers, coming into town. Uh, Cleveland is favored, 3.5, minus 184 on the money line. Um, Over-under set at 39.5. This feels like a trap, but I also feel like Cleveland is the right play here. I think Cleveland wins this game. Um, Yeah, I can't get a good read in terms of line and over-under on this play quite yet.
1: Yeah, I uh, I like the Browns as well. Um and that's mainly because the D line of the Browns the matchup against the offensive line for the uh the Titans. They're gonna be without their uh rookie left tackle whose name's escaping me right now. Um the Northwestern, but he's gonna be out. So um, um Skronski, undrafted... yep. So they've an undrafted uh leave drafted twenty twenty two. Free agent uh, that's going to be starting left tackle for them against um, you know maybe the second best defensive line in football. So I, the the one thing I'm confident in this game is is the Titans aren't going to move the ball well. Um, I think Tan Hill will be in hell. Uh, it's just going to be down to Deshaun Watson and the Browns' offense. And if he even plays average, I think they should cover the spread fairly easily. Uh, but if he plays like he did. Steelers uh, and the the offense gives up more points than the fucking defense, and you know Tennessee could could win this game. So I'm banking on the offense looking better than they have, um, and Watson looking better than they have. And I think with the, with how dominant the defense has been against a shaky offensive line, I think the Browns should cover here. <laughs>
2: Yeah, I don't have much on, on this game either. Um, I feel like this could kind of be not even a letdown spot, but I mean, the Titans came off a huge win against Los Angeles last week in overtime. Um, so this kind of could be a, a little slap in the face to wake them up and help them realize that they're not as good as maybe people think they are. Um, Kevin Stefanski is also 6-0 and in his tenure in Cleveland against AFC South teams. So that's something to keep in mind. But do you guys one quick side note? Do you guys see that thing on Twitter today about D. Hop in an online class while walking through the Titans facility today? Like he was on a Zoom call in the facility. You guys see that? No. I, I he's grad or he's trying to uh, get his degree from Clemson now. Is that what it is? Yeah, I think so. But it was so funny. He was just he was just chilling in the facility with all his Titans gear on, like in the middle of a class.
0: <laughs> hey, student athlete uh yeah i mean something's got to give in this game um obviously no nick chubb but cleveland through two games is leading the nfl in rushing per game and titans have one of the better d lines top five against the run in, in the nfl so far but um but yeah you touched on Gage. i mean huge emotional win for the titans um huge emotional loss for the browns so it's something's got to give here i would give the advantage to cleveland um
1: to uh, really quick shout out to to my guy kareem hunt too we got him back yeah yeah
0: totally forgot about that
1: um i've always been a big fan of of how he played last year he lost he lost a step uh based on reports he's like 10 pounds lighter he looks really good and he's always been like really good on the short yardage goal line work um really really powerful legs and and uh, quick cut. So I'm a big Cream Hunt fan. And I think he's a good co- uh, compliment to Jerome Ford, the Who, uh, Bearcat product.
0: So, you're running the offense. Who's Who's the featured back in that offense? Is it Hunt or do you stick with Ford?
1: I think as long as Ford holds on to the ball, feature back. He's had some fumbling issues uh, in college and he fumbled week one, like on his first carry. So, um, Can't have anybody fumbling, but I think. You ride the young legs, and then you mix in Hunt on third downs. You mix in Hunt at the goal line. Oh.
0: Yeah, I don't hate it. Uh, let's move on. Let's move into Minnesota. Chargers, just touched about Titans beating them at the at the gun. Uh, Chargers go into Minnesota. Minnesota's laying one and a half, uh, pretty much a pickle on the money line. Over-under set at 53 and a half. One of, if not the highest point total of the weekend. I believe it's the highest. Uh, Both teams are 0-2. They're both in search of their first win of the year. Two of the better passing attacks in the league. Chargers, simply because they don't have Eckler. They can't really run the ball. And Minnesota, because they're constantly down and they need to throw the ball. Um, The over is kind of sticking out to me in this game at 54 but I probably won't have anything in this game. I'm just going to enjoy this game because I can see a lot of points being scored.
2: Yeah, this is one of those. This is one of those games where, if you happen to bet it, um, I'm just going to sit back and wish you good luck because I honestly don't know which side to go with. If you were to throw money on this, um, I don't think we expected either of these teams to start the season 0-2. But yeah, like you said, Austin. Um, Kind of just a sit-back game. There are a couple a couple props that I like in this game. Um, some Just a, something, to, something to look out for. Justin Herbert can become the second-fastest player in NFL history to reach 15,000 yards um, this upcoming week if he throws for 375 yards. Um, so maybe a little long-shot prop play there. And then Justin Jefferson beca- can become... First receiver in nfl history with three straight 150 receiving your games. so some things to to keep in mind there but yeah this is a good luck if you throw your hard-earned money on a game like this
0: yeah and i didn't expect either of these teams to be 0-2 at this point but um i feel like we I, we do this with the charge at least i do this with the chargers every year where you know you look at their roster preseason, and you they just ha, they have one of the better on paper, one of the best rosters in the league, right? So everybody sets these crazy expectations for them. We all know how good Justin Herbert is, and it's like Super Bowl, Super Bowl, they're gonna compete with the Chiefs, blah blah blah, and then they do this, like it's. I don't really.
2: <laughs> They have the offensive power that we know, fourth-ranked offense through two weeks, but yeah. they're dead last in defensive efficiency. Which is weird. So it's,
0: like, it's yeah, weird. You know,
1: you know a take I've been workshopping that I think I'm ready to say is I've been getting this vibe. I think the Chargers are very much like the uh, the LA Angels. I feel like I always see them like, like the Chargers, for example. This is the first time that they've, and I think you said this stat on the pod, where Thrown for over three hundred yards and multiple touchdowns, um, and no turnovers, and they've lost both games or something. So it's getting those angels tweets where it's like, "Yeah, Otani's oh, the first player to do this. Trout did this, and they lost to the Royals." Yeah, they so were like, "I'm just feeling very, very a lot of parallels between those two yeah. teams at this point." I
0: said it in the last episode: thirty something right or thirty something team to, um. 50 plus points, no turnovers, but the only team out of those 30 to go 0-2 in their first two games. I mean, it's a good comparison, yeah. honestly. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean I love Justin Herbert. I I'm extremely high on him every year, but you're right. I mean, they have all this fucking offensive star power and they just they never seem to do anything with it. It's very it's really it's, not, it's really weird.
1: Yeah, and it's not Herbert's fault. No,
0: I mean, no, not at all. I'm just saying holds. like That's the first name.
1: The wins. Yeah, the QB wins and stuff. It's just like, watch the games, man. Like, just just understand, like, how bad this defense is. Right. How fucked the situation is. Like, this dude is, he's a fucking stud. So, yeah, I don't have a play. We can move on. I expect a lot of points in this game, obviously. Let's
0: move to the AFC East in New Jersey. New York Jets playing host to the Patriots. Patriots coming off. Touchdown loss to the Dolphins on Monday Night Football, or I'm sorry, Sunday Night Football last week. Uh, Patriots are road favorites. Minus two and a half, minus 152 on the money line. The lowest point total of the week, 36.5, which, in my opinion, rightfully so, two of the better defenses in the league. Um, Two underwhelming quarterbacks. This is not a stinker, but this is a game I will have zero action on. And I will kind of tune into whenever Red Zone switches over and shows a Brees Hall touchdown, honestly.
2: Yeah, this is this is one of my official plays. Um, I hate it. And <laughs> I don't know. But, Lay it but on I'm us. With, no, I, I am road favorite. Um, I was waiting. This line opened up at 3, and I was waiting for it to get under a field goal, and I see it at 2.5 now. So I am going to jump on it. Um, okay. That's having beat the Patriots in 14 straight games. And I think this is simply, I swear to God, we talked about this last season on the pod. And I was a huge advocate about this game is going to be Bilichek versus Zach Wilson. And I'll take Bilichek 99 times out of 99 times. Um, they, The Patriots are also trying to avoid starting 0 3. For the first time since Belichick's um, first year coaching in New England, and I simply don't see them doing that against a, a Jets team that's led by Zach Wilson. So I could go on and on about why I'm going to take the Patriots. But for that, those couple stats alone, I'll be on. I'll be on the Patriots less than a field goal here.
0: Yeah, don't hate that at all, Gage. Moving to the AFC South, um, Jacksonville tight loss to in Kansas City. They're playing host to the Texans. Jacksonville laying 8.5 at home. I can see this getting kind of similar to last week's Colts-Texans game where um, Jacksonville gets up a few scores early and it turns into a track meet. But Houston is just, they're just not there yet, and Jacksonville coming off a loss like that. Um, the eight, the 8.5 is looking kind of juicy, if I'm being completely honest with you. But as of right now, I have I have no side in this game.
1: I think uh, I think what you said is is kind of how I envision the game as well. That I do like the over at forty-four. I mean, the uh, the Texans they are just decimated, man. They they lost Derek Stingley on IR today. We didn't even touch on that. Um, that's looking like a real whiff for Sauce Gardner. Um, but um, their safeties are hurt too, and their defense is is already like deprived of talent outside of Will Anderson. So. Um, Ever Lawrence should bounce back. This should be a big bounce-back game for the Jags. They should shred him. I'd not I'd expect them to get in the 30s. And then, um, you know, even with a, a weak offensive line, um, who knows if Laramie Tunsil is going to be back. But <clears throat> the Strouds should be able to put up points and put up yards on that team. So I don't see why this game can't be, you know, or 17 34, 24, something like that. Um, so maybe you take the Jags there, just because the Texans are so bad. But I think either way, this game goes over.
0: Yeah, careful because everybody said that last week with the Chiefs and Jags and barely 20 points scored in that game. Uh, Buffalo going into Washington. Washington, obviously the uh, huge win or huge comeback in Denver. Buffalo minus six and a half under a touchdown, minus two sixty on the money line. Um, I don't really have a have a full read on this game yet the over is looking kind of nice at 43 um Washington's defense is obviously really good but that the the vocal point is the the front seven secondary and it's kind of all right but um I got nothing here I would probably lean Buffalo come kickoff but right now I got nothing
2: yeah, no play for me here either. I can't yeah, like you said, Austin, I don't really have a, a great read on this game yet either. Um I feel like the numbers kinda high though going going on the road to Washington with that defense, but we'll see where it lands, kinda kick off.
1: Yeah, I mean Chase Young came back too. Um and looked, looked good, really too.
0: good
1: in week two. So um yeah, I think I think uh, Washington could give some give some fits to Buffalo, but um, hard to bet Buffalo games. I don't know if you guys feel the same way.
0: Yeah, it's, it's hard, hard to bet a side. Yeah, it's hard to bet a side. You never really know which Buffalo you're going to get. Uh, Baltimore playing host to the Colts. Minus 8.5 right now. Um, I kind of love a Anthony Richardson, if he's healthy. Anthony Richardson, Lamar Jackson, touchdown parlay. That game it could be kind of nice. Um, I think Baltimore rolls here. Um, it's not an official pick for me yet. But I don't really see a world where Indy can score. Or, uh, Indy can score a lot of points on that defense. So I think Baltimore moves to three and zero pretty pretty easily here.
1: I think Baltimore kind of plays to their competition sometimes, so especially in the first half. So I wouldn't hate a play like the Colts first half. I don't know what that line would look like. Um, I I could see this game being competitive and then Baltimore kind of pulling away. And turning over whoever the hell's at uh, quarterback for the Colts. Frankly, I don't know if it if it really matters. I think they're both pretty good. Um, so I think the Colts hang in this game, and then the Ravens kind of um, take take over late. So I don't I don't hate the eight, but I prefer the first half.
0: I'm looking line. at um, four and a half on the first half line right now on FanDuel.
2: Yeah, I, I like that a lot, actually. Yeah, this could also be a, a game where you you kind of go props as well. Um, I don't know if you guys saw, but Justice Hill hasn't practiced the last two days this week. Yeah, he's um, doubtful foot injury. Yeah, and uh, this leaves Gus Edwards and Patrick, Gus. who's a who's a full ball, a full ball, a fullback. <laughs> uh, I mean, he has a big, he has a, a, a big six ball. Six line like a ball. Um. But, yeah, so if you kind of want to lean, maybe Lamar rushing or, I mean, that even could lead to him passing over. You never know what you're going to get with Lamar. But, yeah, I think I think Baltimore rolls here regardless.
0: Yeah. Detroit playing host to the Falcons. Uh, I'm seeing a line at minus 3 even, minus 166 on the money line for the Lions, over under 46.5. I think this is a really competitive game. Um, if this line moves above 3, I could probably – I'll probably jump on Atlanta. Um, just that rushing attack—it's hard to to bet, you know, literally or figuratively against that rush offense. Desmond Ridder has looked okay. Actually, not really fucking okay. He looks kind of horrible now that I think about it. Um, <laughs> I was gonna stop I was just—I was just banking. Um, I was talking about the rush, and he ran for a touchdown last week, and that was literally the only thought I had when I said that. So disregard that entire statement. I'm pretty sure he's dead last in the league in terms of yards through two games. But th- their rushing attack is fucking legit. Bijan showed is has shown why he's a top five pick or a uh, top ten pick. I like this game a lot. I think I think Atlanta can can compete with Detroit here,
2: especially with Jeff Okuda coming back playing against right. his, his former, former team. Yep. That's a good uh, a good little insight there. But yeah, I think. I think Atlanta can hang around, but I do think Detroit gets a, a much-needed bounce-back win after that heartbreak against Seattle last week. Um, I think these fans are going to be rocking. Yeah, I think I think they'll come away with the win. But if it does get over a field goal, yeah, not a bad not a bad bet to, to get it over three because I think it is going to be close.
0: Yeah. Uh, New Orleans, my Saints, coming off a fresh uh, Jamal Williams injury, so that's not great, but going into Lambeau, 3-0 Packers, or three and and0 Packers, Jesus Christ. One and one Packers. The Saints looking to go three and O. Packers are favored here, minus one and a half, minus one eighteen on the money line, over on their set at forty two and a half. Um, right now I have no play. Um, Green Bay has looked pretty good through two games. Saints defense um, is for real. Um, we talked. I talked about it in our NFC South preview about how legit this defense could actually be. Um, I think this is the first real test for them. Um, I like the under here. Um, it's not an official play for me, but it, it is something I will look at and would not be surprised if New Orleans can go in there and not really sneak one out. But, I mean, it, this line doesn't make sense to me. It may just me be being 100% biased. But
2: it, I also think it, it plays a lot into uh, – the uncertainties of all these players that are injured for both these teams. Um, we all know Aaron yeah. Jones coming back, Christian Watson's out, um, out of practice the last few days. And then Jamal Williams, um, I don't think he's expected to play.
0: He's doubtful but, right now.
2: Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting. This is Jordan loves first start in Lambeau. I'm not sure if he's going to be feeling the weight of that. And those absolute crazy fans over there, but yeah, this is a, this is a no play for me, but I, very, very interesting game, for sure. I
0: yeah. think
1: I, I'm with you, Austin. I like the under here. Um, but the Saints are I – was, I was fairly high on the Saints to start the year, but I've, I kind of got them wrong in terms of – I thought their offense would be better and their defense wouldn't be quite as good as, it, as it's been. Um, but their defense has been elite, uh, which is pleasantly surprising. You know, on the other foot, I, I don't think their offense has looked as good in terms of Derek Carr and that offensive line. Um, Derek Carr really hasn't looked that good. I mean, he he's made some clutch throws. You get him in the red zone, and it's uh, it's it's not a pretty sight. So the um, under there, I th- I think their defense can, can hang with them, but I don't I don't know if their offense is going to put a bu- a bunch of points.
0: Yeah, I mean that offensive line is still an extreme work in progress. Um, I mean, a couple trends: the under is or the under is hit in eight straight games for the Saints, um, six straight in, on the road. Um, Packers have been scoring a lot of points this, this year. Um, what am I trying to say? There it is. Over has hit seven in ten games. It's seven seven in the last ten games for Green Bay. The over has gone over uh, six out of the last seven in this matchup, but. I mean, you just said a Trent. This defense is elite; um, they're the real deal. I think they will. The secondary will kind of suffocate these receivers, and I think the pass rush will will get the Jordan Love uh, a couple times. Miami playing host to Denver. The final 1 p.m. game on the slate. I'm seeing six and a half in favor of the Dolphins. Over under set at 47 and a half. Um, two things. The only thing I have, I will not bet as of right now. Will not bet against this dolphins offense and I will not bet in favor of Russell Wilson. So, if I do have a play moving forward, it will be the dolphins.
1: Yeah, I hate the Broncos.
0: Can't stand um, them.
1: Can't like I don't know how they've just been kissing a consistently boring ass team like going on like 9 years now after Peyton Manning retired. You think about the last like 8 or 9 years. Like can you think of like one Memorable Broncos team. They all just kind of no. blend in my head. Like they're all the same, like boring ass team. You would think with like Russell Wilson and Sh- Sean Payton, it might change, but it hasn't. Um, so uh, they just—they're just—they're just, just a tough watch for me, man. I, I don't know. That, that, nothing's inspiring about them. I—I so I would probably play the Dolphins here, but that could be. I won't put money on it because that could be just like my own biases um you know making me think that way so off but uh, yeah, you'll never catch me putting money on the Broncos.
2: Yeah, this might be a definitely not a play for me, but the trends maybe lean Broncos first half um through the first two games I mean the Broncos, I don't know if you guys have been watching or not, but I in our preview pod, I, I said that the Broncos were gonna be, they are going to be good, and I'm definitely eating my words now, but I've been <laughs> keeping up with them a little bit more than most people probably have. Um, but in the first half of these first two games, they looked good, man. They scored five touchdowns through eight drives, and um, but as soon as they come out of the halftime locker room there, right back to the Denver that the country knows, like so boring, very, very lethargic offense, um, and – through two games, they've only had one touchdown in the second half, and that happened to be the Hail Mary that Russ threw last week. Um, so maybe that's why I feel like this number should be closer to 10, honestly, but maybe that's why um, the odd makers think maybe Denver hangs around for a little bit and then Miami comes in late and wins by a touchdown or a little bit more than a touchdown that I think they will.
0: But Yeah, it's hard to see them not winning by a touchdown here. And Yeah. I feel the same way with this next game. Seattle playing host to the Panthers. Um, that line's also six and a half. We touched a little bit earlier on Bryce Young probably not playing. Andy Dalton most likely going to get the start. Um, I think this game, if that's the case, I mean, regardless if Bryce Young plays or not, I think this is a really bad spot for the Panthers um, going into Seattle. Um Seattle defensively has not looked amazing, but offensively they can fucking score, and the Panthers cannot. So I think this is a bad spot for Carolina. I don't care who's playing quarterback. Um, I have no play right now, but I'm really liking um, Seattle in that 6.5. Geno Smith has looked good, and Bryce, and sorry, this fucking, the, they can't throw the ball. I mean, like, Bryce, I know it's only two games, but, like, they're pass- the the Panthers' pack- passing attack has not looked good, like, at all. They just do fucking, like, six, seven-yard crossing routes, and that's it. Nobody can get open downfield. Yeah.
1: yeah, and they have no speed. None. Like, they they probably the slowest receiving core in the NFL. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I, I like the idea of Andy Dalton kind of just bouncing around, like, going from, like, rookie quarterback to rookie quarterback. He's kind of carved out, like, a nice port in his career.
0: Yeah,
1: um, so you know, shout out to him. He's like just good enough to do that. So um, I probably won't be watching this game, to be honest with you, fellas.
0: No shot. No <laughs> shot.
1: Not not gonna have a play either. I mean, I think Seattle uh, wins this game.
0: the The four p.m. slate on Sunday is like if you got the, if you got shit to do this weekend, do it Sunday at four thirty. Like the 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 after uh. late afternoon slate here is horrid
2: that's the the time window where you you go on your little (laughs) spooky date with your girlfriend or your fiance. yeah you you do what she wants to do on sunday every girl wants to do something on sunday when that's the one day of the week that a man just wants to sit on the tv sit on the couch and watch tv all day but yeah not this for that little three to four hour stretch make your make your girl happy you won't be missing
0: anything. No, I mean, specifically these next two games. I mean, both I'm looking at both lines at 12-and-a-half. The Bears going into Kansas City. Um, Justin Fields can't make up his mind whether it's his fault or his coach's fault in terms of his play so far this year. Um, Chiefs are laying 12-and-a-half, and, a half and the, the Cowboys are laying 12-and-a-half on the road at Arizona. Like, I, Like, these two games – could be fucking bloodbaths. And if they are cool, if not, then cool. I really don't give a shit about this slate. I really don't.
2: <laughs> just bet on uh for the KC game, just bet all of Travis Kelsey's props to sky over because I'm pretty sure Taylor Swift is gonna be in the building. If you guys watch if you guys watch his podcast with uh his brother, they were just on someone else's podcast and they were saying. Pat yeah, uh, Travis is saying how she's rocked Arrowhead, but if she came to watch him play, he's pretty confident that, that State will be rocking a little bit more because he's there. So who knows if she'll be in attendance, and if so, watch out for, for an absolute Kelsey.
0: The Bears' defense what? is fucking trash. Did we ch- know this. We the, don't have to get into it. No, we don't, but the Chiefs should score 30 points by themselves.
1: I mean, we should we should touch on the whole defensive coordinator the bears i mean whatever you want to believe about like an fbi raid and what's going on there and the fact that he uh resigned you know week three it's just a lot going on and i I have a quote that that, i mean obviously that that building's on fire and m ryan pulls (laughs) at a press conference that he said really really clear no one in our organization is panicking quoted and said translation everyone in our organization is panicking <laughs> yeah we really there's
0: it's not good right now dude it's not, it's not good.
1: man it's not you had justin field hugging his offensive coordinator pointing to the camera today at practice i don't know if you saw that moment yep um, making, making sure they got that so <laughs> i don't know man the bears are just
0: they're not dramatic. it's so bad right but, now mean, it is so bad
1: it's bad man so i they're either going to like, it's either going to be the most improbable win ever, or they're going to lose by like 45. <laughs> that would be points. the most no bear
0: mistake. shit ever, dude. That would be the most bear shit. All this shit happens, and then they go out and they kick a fucking field goal to win, and Justin Fields ends up throw, yeah. throwing for 350 yards or something ridiculous like that. Like, he saved. He's, like, oh my God, the Bears the saved him.
1: I'll be interested in that game for maybe, like, I'm interested in that game, but I could be very uninterested in, like, oh. You know, Minutes and then and then I'm out of the
0: house, you know, doing some shopping. The only interest I'll I will have in that game probably will be uh uh Travis Kelsey two touchdown play that there's a good chance I end up playing. But well, uh,
1: fantasy teams need it.
0: Yeah, no shit. Let's move to uh, also fantasy news. I fucking drafted Austin Eckler in every league this year over Christian McCaffrey. Yikes. Uh, oh,
2: over you talking before Christian? McCaffrey.
0: <laughs> I had I had the third pick. And two leagues, and I had the fourth pick in one league, and CMC was there in every draft, and I fucking took Austin Eckler
2: in all three. Oh, Austin. Awesome. Let's <laughs> stay on that topic for just a <laughs> second, since me, you, and Tyler Bick were talking about it all week. I, I'm i taking all the credit in the world for Christian McCaffrey being minus 250 to score a touchdown.
0: The they, time, heard you, they heard you, bro. They heard you.
2: Last week on the fucking pod. I said I'm going to ride his anytime touchdown bet until the wheels fall off because it's been even money both weeks. And whoever it is, listen to the take for take last week, and they said <laughs> Nerf
0: two nine or two seventy, so, bro. That's
2: got to be like a, it's got to be. A, him to score two touchdowns is not even plus two hundred. It's absurd. It is absurd. with Line movers, bro. We we move lines.
0: It's what we spot. do, bro. We don't get a whole top. We don't get a whole lot of viewers, but we get the important viewers. That's all that matters.
2: Give myself a pat on the back, but at the same time, it stabbed
0: my heart. Yeah, no, fuck you. You're the re- yeah. Sunday I'll night. i say
2: that.
0: Sunday night football. Raiders play host to the Steelers. Steelers huge win versus the Browns. The defense looked at the 98 Bears or 95 Bears, whatever. Fuck, 85 Bears. Holy shit. Uh, two defensive touchdowns. JJ Watt looked at the best player in the league. But they are getting two and a half. Raiders minus two and a half at home right now. About TJ
1: Watt.
0: What I say, JJ Watt. Yeah, tragic. I just had like a seizure there. Gage had me all worked up, but
2: Mm -hmm.
0: Raiders minus two and a half. Um, I wish we had a better Sunday night game, but as of right now, I have no play. The under is kind of, or I'm sorry, the over is looking pretty, pretty juicy at 43. But um. Yeah, nothing for me right now.
2: You said the over.
0: The over, yeah. I think this, I think that 43 is, is too low.
2: For why? The Raiders have the 31st ranked offense. I think
1: the one thing that stands out about this game is Najee Harris and how fucking slow that man is. I, I don't
0: Wasn't know. Wasn't he happened supposed to, to be in the next, like, Franco Harris or Bo Jackson? And, like, he was supposed yeah, to be this absolute what... doll coming out of Bama, and he's just not. <laughs>
1: He's like, turning into... Go ahead. What's he turning into?
0: It's he's so, turning into Eddie to... <laughs> What a comparison. <laughs> he looks like
1: he's, he's got, like, cinder blocks as his feet. He had a play against the Browns where he, like... It was actually a nice play. Like, he went left then like, he's good at, like, the fucking like stiff-arm shove-off guy. Like, that's just, like, his best move. Then he reverse-field and ran back around. Like... It looked like somebody trying to run on the beach. That's what it looked like. Like, it was so
2: difficult to pick him up and put him down. I know exactly. So, what you, uh, it took him like eight years just to get around the edge. <laughs> I think it was trying to for him, and he was just standing yeah. there waiting to run past him.
1: Yeah. So, oh man, Jalen Warren is so much more explosive. And I know I'm not. Uh, that's everybody's take, but like, it's so it's so obvious. So, I thought Najee Harris was going to be legit coming out of school. Like he was so good in college, so I don't know what happened to him. If he's like had an injury or he just on the Eddie Lacy uh, meal plan, but
2: <laughs>
0: funny. Uh, <laughs> I was on my on Twitter a couple of days ago, and random. It was one of them fuck it, blah 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 highlight videos, and it was a fucking. It was said fuck it uh, Eddie Lacy highlights, and he was just a dog. I've seen that. <laughs> he, he was a dog for like two years, dude. Um, He's a boy, too. Yeah, he is a Bama boy, love yeah. It. He was there with Trent Richardson and one other guy. But
2: TJ Yoden. TJ Yoden, thank you.
0: Uh, two Monday night games this week. Uh, first one, I Phil... lo- Philly. I
2: love I... two Monday night games, too.
0: Yeah, touch on them real quickly because we'll dive into it um, a little bit more on Monday's show. But real quickly, Philly going into Tampa. They are five-point favorites on the road. Um, both teams 2-0 looking to go 3-0. Um, I have nothing right now other than I will be tuned in because I am excited to see. I think this will be a, a real determining factor as to if the Bucks are, I don't want to say if they're for real, but if they're not a fluke, if that makes any kind of sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you can throw on this Eagles team.
0: You can, you absolutely I, yeah. can.
1: Yeah, and I gave out the Eagles to be the last undefeated team. Um, before the season is one of a, one of my props, season long props. I think it was like plus eight fifty or something. But so they're two and zero, and there's not a lot of two zero teams. But um, I don't feel great about that. I think Tampa Bay could, could win this game. I don't see why not. I mean, this line started at six and a half or seven. It's down to five, and. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if this gets down to like four and a half, four by, by kickoff. So have just kind of been uninspired on offense and, um, you know, they, they do have injuries on this, in a secondary. So, you know, this could be an overplay. 46 is kind of high. I don't know. I think that, that lot, that, that total is pretty right. Um, I don't know if I'll play it. You know, by, by the time Monday rolls around, I might, I might be on Tampa here, um, to at least cover.
0: And then we got Cincinnati playing host to the Rams. Um, Cincinnati is not panicked yet, but I've been getting conflicting – or I've seen conflicting reports on Twitter and um, uh, what's it called? Um, Instagram and all this kind of stuff about if Burrow is actually healthy or not. Um, the line right now is three in favor of the Bengals. I think it started out at six. Um, yeah, I mean this Rams six team – Six and a half. Six and a half, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's right because you got the Rams at plus six and a half. Um, this Ram team is humming we talked about it last episode Matt, Staff, you, or Matt Stafford looks like the young Matt Stafford Puka Nakua, Tutu Atwell, Kyron Williams just the young dogs going out there and playing um, we'll do a full breakdown on Monday but real quick synopsis Trent, why Why could the Rams win this game regardless if Burrow's healthy or not
1: because the Rams offense is good Matt Stafford looks like prime Matt, Matt Stafford defense is kind of held up you know I, I was fading the Rams before the season we all were went into, yeah I mean yeah we all were that's right um, but I mean I, I thought they could be the worst, the worst team in the NFL um, they went into Seattle and kicked Seattle's ass I faded them week two not because I didn't like them but I just figured you know it's going to be a different story going against that Niners defense Hung in, hung in with that with that team and, and you know we don't have to discuss the McVay thing again. <laughs> um with the field goal. Yeah. She came out and said, like, oh I didn't I didn't know what the spread was, right. And come on, Gage.
2: <laughs> that guy. I think he does. I think he's lying to us.
1: He's lying too. Um But yeah, I mean I, I obviously feel better if, if it's Jake Browning back there, but the Bengals showed me they can they can cover
2: six and a half. Let alone fucking three. I said that uh, backwards. Uh, kind of goes to sorry, Trent. I just have something real quick. I don't have anything else on this game. Um, it kind of goes to your point about these young guns just going out there and playing football. Um, I think that they have nothing to lose. No one knew who this Puka guy was before the year started, and I think that is absolutely fueling his fire. Um, I think. I think that's exactly why they're in the position they're in right now, because they're playing as if they're supposed to be the worst team in the league, and they have nothing to lose. So, not panic time yet in the five-one-three, but if they end up losing this game, um, that city is in shambles. So, so just yeah. watch, just watch out. <laughs> yeah, um,
0: yeah, yeah. If I if the Bengals lose this game, it, it is absolutely panic time, whether or not Burrow is healthy or not. But uh, like I said, we'll do we'll do a deeper dive into those games Monday afternoon on uh, our next episode. But let's transition into the college game, man. Uh, th- there's this slate, whether you're gambling or not, or you're just a football fan, is fucking awesome. It is fucking awesome. There's eight ranked, or I'm sorry, there's eight matchups between teams that are three and zero or better on Saturday which is the most in a single day that we've had since 1978 there's six ranked matchups the most in September since 2006 like college football is here like we're gonna find out which teams are legit or which teams are frauds after Saturday and I am so fucking excited
1: I know what teams are fraud
0: is it Oregon no, not Oregon. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, these, these ranked matchups, Oregon, Colorado, obviously, um, Utah, UCLA, Ole Miss, Alabama, um, Oregon ding, State, ding, ding, Wazoo. Ding, ding, ding. Huh? Ding, 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 ding,
2: ding, ding.
0: I just, said, I just said like eight teams, bro. Which, which one are you talking about? Utah? <laughs>
2: Alabama.
1: Uh, Alabama. Alabama, yes. So I typed up last week and said they were good still. <laughs> but Alabama is fraudulent.
0: Yes, that, that's perfect because that's that's the first team I will, actually did want to talk about in the first game. Ole Miss going into Bama. I think that line is seven right now. Um Jalen, they said, or Saban has said Jalen Milrow will be quarterbacking. Not really sure why he didn't play last week against USF. Um I don't know.
1: I heard, I heard he could have been suspended.
0: I heard that too, but I also heard that he was fighting some type of uh, ankle injury. I don't know. I don't know what's true or what's not true, but what I do know is that they almost lost that fucking game. And I agree. They're, fraud, they're fraudulent They're ranked outside the top ten, I think, for the first time since 2000. i fact check myself, but I think it was 2000 and something. But um, they're just not good, dude. They're really not. Defense is not the same. They don't have any of those dudes on um, outside to catch the balls or run in the ball. Like they just—they're just not a, a great team like we're used to seeing.
1: Yeah, man, and I don't think they should be even. I think thirteen is generous. Like, they should be that high in the rankings, to be honest. And um, you said it. I mean, this is not not your uh, your grandfather's Bama team. Like, line which was hyped up to be like elite, elite like straight up bad and it's young so I guess that makes sense but they were still hyped up to be like a dominant unit where they could just run down their throats and they couldn't even run down South Florida's throats smoked by Western Kentucky who Ohio State just threw 63 on so
0: right first bad. time first time they've been ranked outside the top 10 since
1: 2015 um yeah I, I like old Miss here um, with the points, I mean, what? What? I'm tired of giving Bama the benefit of the doubt. Um, even last year with Bryce Young, you know, they weren't they weren't covering a lot of their, those spreads that they, they would usually cover. Been talking with Tyler Bick about this spread um, the other day, and if this was a couple years ago, this spread is always like Bama versus like uh, above average SEC team was always like 17 and a half. Like, every spread was 17 and a half. How to see this at six and a half? That's how you know this is in Bama, like at home, and they're only giving six and a half to you know a, a very flawed Ole Miss team. But I, I think that you're going to jump on Bama, so we'll split the points.
0: I think they're on upset watch, dude. I really, I really would not be surprised if Bama loses this game. I have no play on it, but I just, I would not be so surprised if they lose. But I also would not be surprised if they win by ten. Like I just I think it's such a letdown spot for Bama that it could end up working in their favor not sure how that logic makes sense but I just I I think everybody's is fading them to the point where they I I could see them winning by uh, by 10. but uh before we get into Colorado and Oregon um I want to touch on a game that's not a uh, top 25 or not a ranked matchup which is kind of hard to believe, but FSU at Clemson in the 12 o'clock slate. Um, FSU minus 2.5 right now. I believe uh, minus 140 on the money line. Minus 128 right now on the money line. This is the third time Clemson... Only the third time Clemson has been a home underdog since 2013. Um, in 2013, they lost by J- uh, to Jameis and Florida State. I believe that's the year... They won the national championship against Auburn. Um, and then in 2016, when Louisville came into town, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, that, that overtime – or uh, fourth-quarter thriller, um, Clemson won that game outright. This line is at 2.5 right now, and I think it is a complete overreaction to how Florida State played against Boston College last week. Um, they played horrible. I mean, I mean, you can't – there's no – Way to sugarcoat that they played bad, but if this game was at Florida State, this game, this line, in my opinion, would be at least a touchdown. Um, Clemson's not good. Clay Culpnick, or Clay Cubnick, however you say his fucking last name, is not the guy. <laughs> like uh, Jordan Travis is a Heisman hopeful. This team is legit. They have dudes all over the place. I'm on them at two and a half right now. This is. I think this is great value. I, th- I, mean, I think FSU wins this game by at least a touchdown. Like I don't think Clemson's this at all.
2: Yeah, I agree, Austin. Awesome. This is another one of my plays. Um, Major muted, brother. I am. You can't hear me. We got you now. Oh. Um. Yeah, I think this is also an overreaction. I think we we can all agree upon the fact that for State. Kind of walked in the Boston College and just slept well. their way through that game. Jordan Travers obviously went out with an injury late, but they they did what they needed to do to come away with the win. But um, I mean this this Clemson team hasn't been the same since since 2021. I mean their offense is not good. They rank 121st in the nation in explosiveness. Um, and like you said, Austin Cade Klubnick, he has like five or six plays a game where he could easily turn the ball over on those plays. And I think Forest State's defense is absolutely gonna swallow him up. Pause. Um I think Jared Verse <laughs> on the edge is gonna get some things done. Um but yeah, I I think I think Forest State blows him out. I don't I don't see any way that Clemson hangs with them. I know home field's gonna be their biggest their best friend in this matchup, but I, I really think
0: Yeah, I, I think this is a really good spot for Florida State, man. I, I, I don't want to harp on it too much, but I just this is not a good spot for um, Clemson at all. Um, Trent, you're back with us, thank God. Let's move to the Pac-12. Arguably the best conference and not arguably, is the best conference in college football right now. Eight teams ranked in the top 25. Colorado going to Oregon. We got to talk about it. Let's talk about it now. Oregon laying twenty-one, and thoughts Trent Bo Nix is your Heisman pick. You've been on Oregon all year. Um, if you have a play, cool. If not, tell us why. You think Oregon will dominate this game?
1: I think, I think this is where Colorado just comes to a, a screeching halt. And it was a, it was a wild ride. It was a great ride, um, but. I just think that they're going to be overmatched in this game. I think Bo Nix could throw for 500 yards, and I really like Oregon's team total. I don't even know what it is.
0: I think it was like 40-something earlier. because I, I was looking at it, actually, believe it or not. Stand by. So they're
1: favored by 21, and the total 69. So you're probably looking at like a 44, maybe.
0: 44 standby. I'm pulling it up right now.
1: 45.
0: I'm looking at Oregon team total
1: 45, maybe 45 and a half, 44 and a half.
0: 45 and a half.
1: Mm, I wish it was 44 and a half, but I don't know, man. Like I I think I think they get to 50. And you know, I don't I think Colorado can put still put up points, but I think they'll make some mistakes and I, I just don't I think Bowles is going to have all day to throw. That offensive line and Colorado's anemic pass rush. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a seven-on-seven seven scrimmage for Oregon on offense. So, this is by far the best offense they've placed. I mean, Colorado State threw up what thirty-eight points on them or something. So, I think Oregon gets to fifty. No, that 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 line probably got juiced up because they were only headline last week was like 14 and a half and I think this is probably a little bit to do with uh, Travis Hunter's injury I think people are coming to their senses here that Oregon's just it's a whole other ball game it's a whole other uh, level up an opponent so yeah, I might be biased with my Oregon pick before the year having the playoff, have the Heisman but I think that they know that a lot of eyeballs are going to be on this game, it's because of Colorado and Bonex is going to want to put on a show
0: yeah, I mean, they're the second-highest-scoring team in the country. I mean, they're averaging 58, and they put up, what was it, 81 against Portland State. But, um, yeah, you touched on it. Trent Travis Hunter's out. Um, this defense for Colorado is not good, like, at all. Um, and offensively, I mean, they're good, but, I mean, they're, they're offensive. I think Oregon has a chance to, to really dominate this game I, I up front. I really do. I mean – Oregon has def- uh, has NFL talent all over the offensive and defensive line. Colorado offensive line, we've seen it. It's not good. I mean, they they lead the FBS in pre pre-snap penalties. So, uh, Sanders has been sacked 15 times already in three games, most by any Power Five quarterback. And they only run the or they only average 61 yards on the ground. Um, I think Sanders will get his. I mean, he he's too good not to to play well, but. Or he's too good not to. Yeah, he's too good not to play well. But um, but yeah, man, I, I just I have nothing on this game, and I won't because I'm not gonna bet against Colorado. It's just I'm not gonna do that. But all the pressure in this game is on Oregon, in my opinion, hundred percent. You better hope if. That's
2: fine. No, no, you I'm ju- welcome that pressure. No, no, I'm
0: not saying that they that they're not gonna co- cover. I'm just saying like. I was talking to someone earlier today that if Colorado is within a score going into the fourth quarter of this game, which could vary, which could happen, um, Oregon is in trouble. Um, Shador Sanders has proven he, he's one of, if not the most clutch quarterback player in the country. Um, you know Colorado is going to be ready to play, so all the pressure is going to be on Oregon, man. It's just... It's just a matter of how efficient Colorado can be with their possessions. They need to score touchdowns. If they don't score touchdowns and they end up kicking field goals, then this game could could get pretty ugly.
1: Yeah, I just think, like I said, I just think it's a completely different weight class for Colorado. I mean, TCU, I was I like Colorado in that game. I like Colorado in basically every game they've played. Um, but they haven't seen anybody like Oregon. I mean, TCU put up 42 on... Colorado, and TCU had 24 points in the fourth quarter against Nichols the next week.
0: Oh, so, I mean, we're gonna,
2: like you, <laughs> we're
0: gonna We're gonna find like, out, man. I mean, they're, it's Oregon this week, yeah. and then and USC next week. Caleb Williams coming into town, so it's we're gonna see if this team's yeah, that, real. I mean,
1: they're gonna combine for over 100 points against
0: Colorado. is my prediction. I, I would not be surprised. Um, uh, another ranked matchup in the Pac-12. The UCLA Bruins going into Utah. Cam Rising right now is questionable to play. Um, Kyle Whittingham has not lost at Utah since 2017. This game screams under to me. I think it's a defensive struggle. I have nothing else on that game. It's just a uh, kind of check-the-box score kind of game, in my opinion. But um, there is one game I want to talk about. And that is in the Pac-12, actually. The last two remaining teams in the Pac-12. Oregon State going to Washington State. DJU and the boys going against Cam Ward and this Washington State team that has shown they can score. This is one of my favorite plays of the weekend. I am on Washington State. I got them at plus three. I think that line is down to two and a half right now. Um, I think they win this game outright. I think Washington State is legit. I think they're slept on. Oregon State—they've looked really good through three games, but they've played two FCS schools and a San Diego State team that is really, really bad. Um, the defense for Oregon State, I think, will cause a little bit of trouble for Cam Ward and Washington State. But this team's good, man. I—I I, I don't know what it is, but I—I really like this Washington State team, and I, getting three points at home. Feels like theft. I mean, I I got the same feeling now as I did when um, they were getting five and a half against Wisconsin, and we all see how that ended up. So,
1: oh, wait, what side are you on?
0: I'm on Washington State plus three and money. Okay. On. Okay,
1: gotcha. Actually, it seems like a lot of smart people are on, are on Oregon State here, um, <laughs> I don't know Damn. if they to play here, but I I would go Washington State or out.
2: Yeah, I have no play on this matchup. Um more of my plays are on the non ranked games that we probably won't get to, but I'll I'll give my, my liens and my plays later on. Yeah. Uh, we'll tweet out everything,
0: right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We'll tweet everything out. Engage, we can you know what? let, let go ahead and give your, your plays because I want to spend a couple minutes, not a whole lot, but I want to do spend some time on Ohio State and Notre Dame. And I would like to close okay. with that. So go ahead and give your liens. I got some picks I'll I'll give out also, but I'll go after you, so go ahead.
2: Yeah, I'll just I'll just run through them real quick. Um, a lean right now would be Rutgers plus twenty four heading into Ann Arbor. Yep. Um, Michigan hasn't looked as good as I think the country thought they would. Um, I'm j- yeah. I'm not going to go into depth. I'm just going to give give my place here, and then we can talk about it a little later if we do. If not, you guys just ride with me or fuck off. Um, I'm also on Ole Miss plus seven. I am going to take Colorado. I'm gonna to continue to bet Colorado until until they do me dirty. I mean I don't think I don't know, twenty one points for a team like them is, is seems like quite a bit, but we know what's going on with Travis Hunter and, and the injuries on that side of the ball as well. So I also love the over in LSU Arkansas at 54.5. Those offenses are very good with two very, very good experienced quarterbacks who know how to put up points. Um, and then I also like Iowa to cover 14.5, believe it or not, at Penn State. Um, I think that is going to be one of the ugliest games of the weekend. And that is exactly why I love that game to stay within two touchdowns. Um, I think the ball is going to be ran more than any other game, and yeah, I like Iowa to cover there. And then my last play um, is going to be yeah. – all right. Oh, we already talked about it. Florida State minus one and a Florida minus one-and-a-half is what it's at now at, at Clemson.
1: Yeah. I like this, Gage. I mean, I'm not with you with Colorado, obviously, and, um, but we're aligned with Ole Miss – and uh, I'll have my official plays tweeted out. And we should touch on our records really quick before we jump into Ohio State, Notre Dame, the premier game of the of the uh, weekend. Yeah. Um, so awesome. You want to touch on that?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'll I'll run through my games real quick. But um, you guys have uh, where am I? At? There we go. Yeah, my plays. I'll run through these really quick, and then I'll then I'll give these records out. But obviously, I'm on Florida State minus two and a half. Florida State's simply just a better team here. Gage, I'm also on the LSU and Arkansas over, 54-and-a-half. Um, the two most experienced quarterbacks in the SEC, Jaden Daniels and K.J. Jefferson. And five of the six combined games have gone over this number. I, just, I That's really low to me. Washington State, plus three. Talked about how much I love them. And then, UCF. I'm on Central Florida, Plus four-and-a-half. Against Will Howard in Kansas State, Kansas State coming off that huge emotional loss to Missouri, where the kid kicked a fucking SEC record 61-yarder to win. Will Howard, Kansas State's quarterback, has been on crutches in a boot all week, so it's, it's There, people are or the report is he's probably not going to play. So I like UCF getting four and a half there. Um, I'm also leaning Washington minus 20 and a half at home Washington has been my team this year I mean Michael Penix is my Heisman winner this offense I believe is one of the best in the country and defensively they're really really stout um, they're playing it's not a not a, not a really competitive Cal team I really like Washington at home here um, yeah that, that's that's a lean for me right now and I'm also looking at the USC Arizona State game going over 61 and a half Obviously, the three USC games have gone way over this. USC has scored 56-plus by themselves in every game. Um, USC is arguably the best offense in the country as of right now, so it's hard to uh, fade against them. But yeah, my four official picks right now. I'll have two more outs Saturday morning. But right now, Florida State, minus 2.5. LSU-Arkansas, over 54.5. Washington State, plus 3. In Central Florida plus four and a half. And our records as of right now through college football week three and NFL week two, Trent is in third, six, 11, and one. Had a good week last week, though. Had a good week. No, I didn't. No, you did not. You have not been really good at all this year, but long season. (laughs) Fuck off. (laughs) Gage sits at eight and ten, and yours truly, ten, seven, and one. Saints minus three, that fucking push really kind of fucking put a damper on my weekend last week. But, let's not waste any more time, man. Let's fucking jump into it. Let's spend the next 15 to 20 minutes talking about the game so far in the season. Uh, Other than probably Bama, Texas. The Buckeyes going into South Bend. Marcus Freeman, Sam Hartman, and... The Irish. I think the line is minus three in favor of the Buckeyes right now. I don't give a fuck what the line is. I'm not betting on this game. I am going to watch this game as a fan. Before I go on my rant, who wants to go? Who wants to go
2: first? Gage, yeah, you go. Um, I don't know, man. Um, this is. I know we've all been up to date, us three at least, with the with the interviews with Joel Klatt on his podcast and stuff. And I think he's hit everything right on the head that I'm sure you will talk about here in a second. Awesome. But I think this is going to be, yeah, this is the test that Ohio State this year needs. This is a test that every Ohio State fan kind of needs um, because we all are kind of just on the cups of, is this team playoff worthy or not? Um, obviously, they've they had their struggles with the quarterback, in the quarterback room, and I really think they're they're finally getting those things panned out. Um, offensive lines looked a little a little rough as well, but going in going into South Bend on College Game Day is everything and more than that us Buckeyes can ask for. So I'm not going to play play a side on this as well either. Austin, um, it's going to be fucking hard not to bet Ohio State, but I don't want to be I don't want to be stab with a double-edged sword if we end up losing, and I lose money on it. But I don't really have much right now. Um, I'll let you guys take over from here, but this is exactly what every Ohio State fan in the country is wanting.
1: The more I think about this game, um, the more I think that we do have... It's, I think it is a good matchup for Ohio State. Um, I think they're going to be able to take advantage... Of secondary, and this is, you know, we've we've talked about this before, and I, I've been touting this defense for uh, since the beginning of the year. Like this is the best Ohio State defense since two thousand nineteen, um, and th- this is, I trust this defense. I trust Jim Knowles. I yep. trust this defense to go in there, and they're not going to shut down Sam Hartman. They're not going to shut down Notre Dame, but they're going to make it difficult for, for them to move the ball. This isn't going to be – Notre Dame's not going to put up, you know, five points in this game. I'd be shocked if they did. So I think Ohio State is going to play really good defense. After hearing what Ryan Day said today on his radio show, where he just basically said, you know, some, a beautiful line for every Ohio State fan out there, and exactly what you want to hear from the guy. He said, we're going to let it rip. And that makes me feel so much more confident in this game, and I know uh, <laughs> I send that to you, and, and you think the same. Yeah. But, uh, hey, man, I, I, I feel strangely confident. Um, it's going to be a test for Kyle McCord going to an environment like that because it's going to be crazy. Um, but if he doesn't turn the ball over and, and they give shots to the best player in the country, Marvin Harrison Jr., the reason I have more confidence than i would maybe in prior years prior years even with someone like cj stroud it's because i think this defense is legit
0: exactly yeah
1: even if the offense gets off to a slow start and even if kyle McCord's kind of spooked in that environment i think the defense keeps them in the game they find their footing so um,
0: yeah no i mean i I, i'm right there with you brother i mean you 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 took the words right out of my mouth i mean I, i love this defense jim Knowles finally has has things clicking I mean, watching Steel Chambers, Tommy Eichenberg run around the field is fucking awesome. And say what you want, but I mean, they held this Western Kentucky offense to 10 points and only one touchdown. And Austin Reed led the nation in passing last year, Western Kentucky's quarterback. And by the end of the year this year, that Western Kentucky offense could end up being one of the best three, the best three or best five offenses in the country. Like, that team's for real. This offense, or I'm sorry, this Ohio State defense is legit. As of right now, they have the second ranked scoring defense in the nation. And that's why I don't think Ohio State's offense needs to score forty points to win this game. Like like in years past, you watch Ohio State games and you think, Oh man, you know, Stroud and Dwayne Haskins, whoever it is, like they gotta put up forty something points because the defense is kinda eh, you know, it's gonna be a shootout. But like this defense is, is for real, so it's like you don't. We don't need to rely on the offense to score a bunch of points because his defense can hold up. It really can. It
1: can yeah, and, and I don't want to take away from Notre Dame because they're good. is legit. Yeah, like, they're, they're very is, good. This is this is one of the best Notre Dame teams. Um, this might be the best Notre Dame team of this century. Like, this is a really good Notre Dame team. When did they play the,
0: – when did they make the Natty? They,
1: they made the Natty, but, like, they got fucking they – they weren't that good. I mean, yeah. they had a cupcake schedule, and they got mollywhopped by Bama. Um, they have a quarterback, you know? They actually – when's the last time Notre Dame had a quarterback? Go back to um,
0: – Brady Quinn. Brady
1: Quinn, yeah. Shout out Brady Quinn. So, um, I, yeah, I think Notre Dame is legit good. Um. I'm still not completely sold on Marcus Freeman as a head coach though. Um Dan Hartman is is legit good. No name's good. They have a uh, a first round left tackle, Joe Alt. Um so that's gonna be a tough test for you know, Jack Sawyer and JT I'll say his last name because I can't pronounce it. Tui Moalau. Tui There you go. Um <laughs> but yeah, and, and it's not something where, you know, I'm always picking Ohio State here. Like, I thought I thought Indiana could give them trouble <laughs> week one, and that's what happened. But I didn't think they would lose, obviously. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I, I feel weirdly confident, and like I said, I think it's because the defense and I, McCord has showed over the last couple weeks that if you give him time, he's – I mean, he's a five star for a reason. Like Kyle
0: McCord's good, bro, and
1: he's got a nice arm and he's accurate as shit. So <laughs> he's good. He Might not be able to move that much. He no. might not be fucking Justin Fields or C.J. Stroud, but he he's talented. He's not a scrub, and and everyone wants to say, everyone acts like people act like this dude's a scrub. Like he's just weak. Like he's a five star. He's one of the best quarterback prospects or best quarterback recruits in the country. You would think we're breaking in like Joe Bowserman.
0: And he oh. had he had to sit for, what is it? Uh, four. He, this is his third year, correct? He redshirt sophomore, I think.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah. He has been there. I think he's a I think he's a true junior. True I don't ju- think he redshirted. The
0: point is, like, uh. the point is, he, you're right. He's good, and he's got arguably the best offense, uh, talent wise, in the country. I mean, he's got the two best receivers. He's got a running back who, over the last two games, has looked like true freshman Travion Henderson. Um, yeah, like yeah he's I, good, I, I'll dude.
1: apologize to Travion really quick. Um,
0: Please. I don't know why
1: he still looked. He still looked shaky week one. He looked like he looked almost like he was still injured. I'm like, okay, well he had his, he had a full off season. Why does he still look like he did last year? But um, after that week, he's looked way more explosive, and. Um, he looks like he did as a freshman. He's some kind of like stronger.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, um, all four of. I don't
1: of know his... what. Yeah, I don't know what week one was, but it it made me overreact.
0: Yeah, all four um, all four of his touchdowns have came in the last two weeks. Um, Ryan Day or Ohio State's sixteen and one on the road since twenty nineteen when Ryan Day took over. That's the tied for the best record, best home record, excuse me, tied for the best road record. In that span, uh, tied with Georgia. Um, I think, I think it, here. Here's the final point I want to make. I mean, obviously, we both think Ohio State's going to win, and you can you can say your piece after this. But I, for as much as I love Ohio State, I fucking hate some Ohio State fans. I,
1: I was going to go this direction too. So because I gonna go this
0: the over like the amount of pressure that this team gets or scrutiny that this team gets put under every year is insane, and it's it's from Ohio State fans, and it's like, I'm not saying I'm not, like, an obnoxious fan, because I absolutely can be, but, like, I feel like you and I both are part of the the reasonable group, where it's like, hey, you know, you got a kid making his third career start, let him, at, at quarterback, let him develop, and be, like, let him, m- whatever, like, these Ohio State fans, if you're, if you're not scoring 45 points a game and you're not beating everybody by 30 and all these other shit, putting up 500 yards and getting four interceptions, like, like there's so much pressure on this team year in and year out. And it's, like, it's so hard to, like, be mellow about it and just, like, let things happen because it's just every time you walk on social media or, like, and you talk to somebody about it, it's like, oh, well, they're not doing this like they did last year about, like, Fucking relax, okay? Like, relax. <laughs> I mean, you've won three games by 20-plus points every game. Sure, you're not scoring 80 points like Oregon is, but fucking relax. I hate that shit.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm 100% with you, and we've talked about this before, so this is not new to anybody. Um, and, you know, we, we we do have confidence in this game, and I, and I think we'll win, but we very well could lose. I think could very well lose this game. And I'm just gonna say it now, like if Ohio State loses this game, you know if they lose 31-27
2: game,
1: season isn't over.
0: No way. It doesn't mean Ryan no Day
1: should be fired. Okay, like it's like this. This season should, should show you what college football is like for other fan base. Like teams lose. Like I think Ohio State win, but they could lose. If they lose, now, if they lose, you know, 7-3, to three, that's a different story. But if they lose by a fucking field goal, it's Notre Dame. I don't want to hear, and I'm, we're going to, because like you just said, Ohio State's fan base is nuts. And there's a segment of fan ba- the fan base that thinks Ryan Day is like, I think he's what, what I think it's because Harbaugh said he was born on third base or whatever. But... Again, I, I don't want to do another fucking Ryan Day rant because that's all I do. Don't,
0: don't, but, <laughs> don't, because you're gonna get you're gonna get me sucked I wanna, into it. Gonna
1: get, I'm gonna get caught in a fucking wormhole. I'm just gonna keep going. The the point is like Ryan Ryan Day isn't some like figurehead that's just like he that Ohio he he found Ohio State and is just like being propped up solely by Ohio State. Like he's a legit head coach who's a like great offensive mind. Bro, so he's fucking cut the bullshit about, about like, and he's a great recruiter. Our recruiting hasn't fallen off one bit. Look at look at these programs that are top dogs that have been top dogs. Like Clemson, fallen off. They're not even ranked. All right, Bama, Bama almost lost to USF, the worst team in D1. Um, LSU, we haven't heard from them, and you know since they won their title, they they barely had a winning season. You know. Um, I mean, there's teams all over the place. Like Florida State has been up and down. Like Ohio State is consistently great every year. And I think a lot of Buckeyes fans take that for granted and it drives me nuts.
0: Ryan so. Day Ryan Day is forty eight and six in his career, postseason included. Forty eight and six. And people come for his fucking head. Yeah, I, whatever. I'm, I'm not, I'm not gonna do it. I told you I'm not gonna do it. I'm not gonna fucking do it. Point is. Well, the thing is. Go ahead. Well,
1: the thing is really quick is like if Ohio State does lose, like, um, Ohio State Twitter is gonna be horrible. It's gonna be un, unreadable. But it's basically like, it's like the Brown, the Browns fan base. Browns are one and one. They lost this week, and yeah, there's a lot of bad things that happen. and the Sean doesn't look good, and Nick Chubb is hurt. But you would think the season is over and there's all this infighting in the Browns fan base Deshaun is blocking media members and media members are tweeting out that he that pictures of their screenshot of being blocked like wow you're really cool for doing that it's just i know we're bleeding into something else now but like no i i swear not all fan bases are like this it's so toxic
0: it's really toxic and, and bottom line I, bottom line is this Ohio State has one of their better overall teams in quite some time this year. Notre Dame has a very good football team. Um, They lack a little bit in terms of playmaking. Yeah, Sam Hartman, I believe, what's he got, 13 touchdowns, no picks. He's completing close to 80% of his passes. But um, he has not seen a defense like Ohio State's. Um, And Ohio State hasn't seen a team like Notre Dame. But at the end of the day... When you roll out your 22 guys on the field, Ohio State has a better team. Um, they have a better secondary against a receiving core that doesn't have a true number one. Um, doesn't mean Sam Hartman can't sling the rock around, but I think Notre Dame's going to struggle moving the ball like they normally do. is going to get his. He's an absolute dog, but if you load the box, you focus on stopping the run, I think that's that's the game plan. I mean forcing sam hartman throw the ball 50 times may not sound like the right game plan but to me it is the right game plan because if you eliminate the run game you make him beat you with which at the end of the day will give your pass rush time to get to him like it's ohio state will be fine i i truly trust ron day and ohio state to win this game i love jim knowles this defense is awesome I think this game's close. I think it's a lot of sweat. I think this game's really 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 close.
1: It's be a close game.
0: But sure. I really I do I really do think Ohio State has has the ability to win this game. And you're right. Uh, win or lose both of these teams, win or lose your playoff hopes are not eliminated. Not saying I'll be okay if Ohio State loses, obviously I won't be. But at the end of the day, it's not this is not the season, right? This is kind of the game that's going to Traje- it's going to determine the, traje- the trajectory of your season. Whether you're going to have to fight, fight, fight for a playoff berth, or if you're just going to have to continue to win the games that you're supposed to win, and you'll be in the playoff. Like it's, it's not. Buckeye Nation needs to relax. Just relax. Like we, Ohio State is fine. Ohio State will win this football game.
1: I love it. I can't wait, dude. I mean, I can't wait for this whole slate. I'm just it's... so pumped for Saturday. We didn't even touch on uh, UC Oklahoma. I'll be out tailgating for man.
0: Um, yeah, man.
1: Coming, coming to Clifton.
0: Big it noon. Do better than that. Big noon coming big into big town. Big you guys, moon. dude. Bearcats get Gus, Gus, and Gus Clatt. Johnson and Joel Klatt. Give me a break.
1: Yeah, dude. I'm. I'm. Uh, Herb. Herb coming to Cincy. Yeah. are gonna see him at Woody's. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man, Cincinnati's gonna be popping this weekend. We got we just got a uh, big new kickoff coming to town. Uh, Monday night football should be a good football weekend in town. But yeah, it's
1: too bad they they didn't they lost to Miami because uh, they would have a yeah. lot more. There be a lot more buzz through now. But still, great to see. Um,
0: it's fun. Box coming
1: to town. Yeah. Yeah,
0: so. it's fun, man. Putting this put put the city on. Yeah, man. Week four college football's here. Best slate of the weekend. Cannot fucking wait. Gage had to dip out early. He had some uh, some school stuff to take care of. But check us out on Twitter, man. Take four take underscore. We're getting a little bit more active on there. Tell us about the slate. We'll tweet out our picks here on Saturday morning. But uh, let us know who you think. Anybody can pull off some upsets. Let us know what you guys think of our takes, our picks, and all that fun stuff. Interact with us with their at, interact with us on Twitter, man. We get a lot of interaction through texts and dms but um take it to twitter you know let let the people talk so without further ado we'll see you boys next week